you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 276 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are talking about the beatdown that the A's suffered when they lose games. It is not pretty, but uh, we're going to talk about that real quick in the first segment. In the second segment, we're talking about uh, Thursday starter Luis Garcia from the Astros and why I think that the A's may be in for some good luck in this one, so we'll see on that. And then in the third segment, we're talking about a minor leaguer that you probably have not heard much about. We're talking about Jonah Bride, so uh, get on board and get excited about him because he is raking right now. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of that stuff for you guys today, but before I get into anything, though, uh, today's episode is brought to you by locker room, download the app and join me on Friday at game time. I think the game starts at 638. So I'll be there at 636, let's say. And that is how you can get in on the action. And that is locker room changing the way that we talk sports. And uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at my Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. So follow me there if you want to join us on the locker room app. And uh, if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the uh, let's get into this loss just real quick. The A's lost eight to one. Uh, it, it was kind of close for a little while, uh, but the loss drops the A's to 26 and 18 on the season. The, they lost the game that they gained on Wednesday or on Tuesday night. So now they're only half a game up on the Houston Astros. The only reason I'm mentioning that is because they are playing the Houston Astros. And this would be the A's first time out of first, uh, if they lose on Thursday, uh, since I, a while ago. So in like over a month, I believe I haven't checked stat the stats yet, but uh, it feels like it's been a while. So uh, that's, that's that. Let's get into Frankie Montas though. Uh, he went five innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. He walked two and struck out six. You would like a few fewer hits, I would say, because uh, seven hits and and uh, also two walks, so that's nine runners on base in five innings. You're dealing with pressure each and every inning, and that's just not fun. But uh, overall, you know, the two earned runs, not bad. And after the first pitch, one earned run. So uh, a pretty decent outing given how it looked when he was starting out and there was something about it. I think that it was just his location looked to be good in that, you know, uh, after he gave up the uh, the solo home run to Jose Altuve to start the game off. And I was like, it feels like we're going to see the decent uh, Frankie Montas today, even though he's getting into trouble and all that stuff. It looked like he was still kind of there. Just you know, Altuve jumped on the first pitch. So I uh, can't get too mad at him about that. But let's change topics and talk about Diolas Guerra just a little bit. He had a very solid first inning of work. He he just went one, two, three, mowed him right down. And because uh, Frankie Montas had only gone five innings, they needed two innings out of Diolas Guerra, who'd been pretty good for the A's. I think he had a 245 ERA coming into this game. Uh, he left with a much higher ERA. I think it's at like 380 right now because he went one and two thirds innings. Uh, he gave up three hits, three earned runs, a walk, and a K. Uh, so it wasn't his best outing, but if you can only limit him to the successful part of that inning, that outing, then yeah, I think that you're doing okay. Um, I would like to see him be a two-inning pitcher, but 
he also has not been put in these spots. This was a close game. This was a winnable game for the A's uh, when he came in at two to one. And usually he's been coming in with like the A's down by four. And he's like, yeah, just trying to hold the lead early because they pulled the starter. And uh, those are the kind of outings that he's been getting into. So this was a nice test. Uh, he didn't come to, you know, he didn't uh, pass today or, you know, yesterday as you're listening to this. But uh, I, I still believe in Diolas Guerra. There's something that he's doing that I enjoy. He just didn't have that strikeout pitch. And uh, it was that Yuli Gurriel at bat where it went, I believe, eight, eight pitches. Couldn't put him away. He just kept fouling pitches off and uh, eventually Yuli Guriel, uh, he made him pay. And uh, that was kind of the difference in the outing, if you, if you think about it, because uh, that scored two runs and then uh, one more came around when Sergio Romo came in. So uh, it wasn't a bad outing, all things considered. Uh, obviously, the loss is bad, but the A's also didn't score any more runs than uh, they already had, which was the one. So it didn't, wouldn't have mattered if, even if everybody had thrown scoreless outings. So, uh, that's why you have the bad bullpen in Oakland. Uh, he also was followed by Sergio Romo got the one out and then, uh, Adam Kalerik and, uh, guy that I forgot about Ramin Goudouin. I always assumed that he was still on the roster, but, uh, I, he pitches like once a week. I forget that he's there, but he's there for these outings. And that is when the A's are already losing by a bunch of runs. So it's nice to have him, I guess. Uh, also, uh, I mentioned in yesterday's podcast that Chad Pinder and Sean Murphy had both been hitting the ball hard on Tuesday, but they were they didn't get the results. And so I mentioned them as two guys that stood out to me as, hey, maybe they're going to have a nice game on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. I know that Zach Granke likes to change speeds and everything. Uh, and so it's harder to keep your timing like that because their timing was good. It was just a matter of them getting their swing plane right to drive the ball further and, uh, you know, get into better hitting situations. And in their first at bat, you know, as a duo, because they were hitting back to back, Chad Pender, 107.7 off the bat for a single. And then uh, Sean Murphy drove him in with a 103.8 off the bat for his double. And uh, that that's hard hit. That's good contact, you guys. And those are the two hardest hit balls by the A's all night. Uh, they did not do much else, uh, both offensively and also hard hit wise. Uh, Zach Granke just kept changing speeds on him, cutting balls and doing whatever Zach Granke does, because uh, he's been doing this for a while. He's very, very very good at what he does. He ended up going to eight innings and gave up uh, the one run. So, uh, but I, nobody really stood out from Wednesday's game against that great because he was on his game. So uh, it's kind of hard to predict who's going to have a good, a good game for the A's on Thursday. But uh, I do have one guy that I'll mention in the, in the second segment here, when I talk about Luis Garcia and you know, everything that he's bringing to the table, because uh, the A's have not faced him yet. So he's going to be a fun, fun person to, you know, find out what he's about. But uh, I also want to mention that Luis Barrera made his debut. He also recorded a couple of outs in his first inning of defense. And uh, he, it looked like he had some nice range. He struck out in his first at bat, but you know, first at bat, it's fine. Uh, I, I do want to see him in the lineup on Thursday. See, you know, what happens? Just throw him in there. Why not have him play instead of like Piscotti or something? Get an extra left-handed bat in there and uh, see what he can do. Uh, get that outfield defense that has some range with him and Ramon Laureano patrolling the same outfield. You know I love outfield defense. I talk about it all the time. Uh, I think that my my dream scenario is uh, those two and then like Buddy Reed in left field. And then I'm like, I'm going to be in heaven with uh, those three rangy guys with arms. And oh man, that that's... 
that's what I want to see right now. Uh, but so he made his debut. Kudos to him. Congrats to him. Uh, hopefully we see a little bit more of him before, you know, Mitch Moreland comes back from the IL and they have to make a roster decision on uh, Luis Barrera's future with Oakland or, you know, in, in Oakland for the time being. He can just go down to the minors. He's not out of options or anything, so he's fine. But uh, also a uh, quick little note, James Caprillion will be starting on Friday in Anaheim, which is fantastic news because he was born 27 minutes from Anaheim in Laguna Hills. So this is like a homecoming for him. He got up for, you know, going to Boston pitching in Fenway Park because Fenway is a classic ballpark, you know, unlike the Coliseum. And uh, he also went to UCLA. So this is going to be a nice homecoming game for him. And he's going to have tons of family there. I'm very excited to see him pitch on Friday in front of friends and family and uh, see what he does against the Angels without Mike Trout. So, I mean, he could give up four solo shots to Shohei Otani. I think the A's still probably got a good shot at winning this one because they don't have much offense right now. And they're pitching also not very good. So uh, I was going to talk about Puck and Lizardo real quick, but let's just mention the A's schedule coming up real quick. It's not that hard. They got the Angels who uh, are without Mike Trout and they were already like eight games below with Mike Trout. So uh, they're even worse. Then they got the Mariners and they got the Angels again. And then they start facing like uh, the, the Rangers, I believe. So they got a bunch of division games coming up and the Rangers have been no hit twice this season. So uh, take take your pick on who's going to be throwing a no-no for the A's. Uh, I believe I tweeted out that it was going to be Frankie Montas no hitting the, the Rangers at some point this season because it just felt right. So uh, hold me to that. I think that it's going to happen because they've been no hit twice, including by Corey Kluber and the Yankees on uh, Wednesday night. So we had two no hitters in back to back days and uh, who cares anymore? <laughs> uh, they're losing their luster by the day or by the no hitter because there's been six so far this season. But uh, that's for another podcast. Um, yeah, I- I'm just excited to see. The A's face, you know, lesser competition, let's say. It, the, the divisional p- opponents that the Astros have been beating up on. Let's see how the A's do against these guys because, uh, yeah, the, there are wins to be had within the division. And uh, the Astros have just been hogging all of them so far. So I want to see Oakland get their piece of that pie. Uh, so before I throw it over to break here real quick, uh, you got A.J. Puck. He's going to be making a rehab appearance with Vegas on Thursday. Um just one inning of work with Vegas. That's what he's slated to do, which means that he's probably going to be sticking in the bullpen. Uh, otherwise, they'd be stretching him out and having him throw more than one inning. And I think this is this will be his third rehab appearance, if I'm not mistaken. So it shouldn't be too much longer before we actually see A.J. Puck back in the A's bullpen, assuming that that's where he's going to be going and assuming that they're not slow playing this and just waiting for something. Uh, he could be the replacement for Ramin Goudouin. Uh Obviously, the A's would have to put him on waivers to get him through. Uh, Ramin Goudouin, not A.J puck. Uh, so there's a decision to be made on that front, but, uh, you know, AJ puck, he'd be a very nice addition to this bullpen right now. I would very much like to see it. And, uh, I'd say that if he pitches well on Thursday in Vegas, maybe we see him, you know, this weekend or, or next week, maybe they get him one more appearance, but, uh, he's got to be close at this point. So, uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing AJ puck in the bullpen. And then you also got Jesus Luzardo. Who's going to be throwing a bullpen in Oakland. Uh, I saw in my fantasy alerts because he's on a couple of my fantasy teams that, uh, he's throwing the bullpen. That's good. Maybe we're a couple of weeks away from seeing him. Uh, so maybe we'll see him by June or, you know, first week of June, second week of June, somewhere in there. So we should be seeing Luzardo back in the rotation at some point before too long as well. Uh, but 
you know, if James Caprillion keeps throwing darts, I'm not mad at waiting for a little bit and making sure that he's okay. And also, uh, you know, getting the innings limits in control is also nice as well because, uh, you know, he hurt his hand and whatnot. So uh, you got to give him some time. And also, uh, a lot of the A's pitchers don't throw that many innings generally. So it's not a terrible idea to just uh, throw out some other guys while you're facing the weaker part of your schedule right now. And, uh, bring back Luzardo for when you need him. And so that's what, uh, that's what I'm hoping for right now. But anyways, coming up on the show, I'm talking about Luis Garcia and what to expect from him against the A's on Thursday. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Stonks, memes, rocket chips, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have all the right tools for every portfolio, and Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stonks, no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control and wealthfront is trusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first five thousand dollars managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb all you need is five hundred dollars to get started grow your wealth the easy way and let wealthfront do the work for you so to get your first five thousand dollars managed for free for life go to wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb that is w e E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low in the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear it about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about Luis Garcia, the Astro starter for Thursday's game, the the rubber match, if you will, and uh, the control of the AL West on uh, what are we at uh, May twentieth? So. Uh, big, big, big game. Game of the season right here, you guys. And Luis Garcia right now is one for three on the season with a 334 ERA. So he's got some losses, but he's got a pretty decent ERA. Not much to write home about there. Uh, but he also has not finished six innings this season. I think the most that he's thrown is five and two thirds, but he's usually been around like four or five. Uh, also, Zach Greinke hadn't been going deep into games, but uh, he threw eight. So uh, it's going to be a matter of working Luis Garcia's pitch count 
I would imagine. And, uh, you know, getting him out of the game, facing that bullpen, which is now quite rested. So they're doing just, just fine. But let's go over his pitch mix just a little bit. He's got five pitches. And just like Tuesday's starter, uh, Christian Javier, he's got some pitches that he throws primarily to righties and primarily to lefties. So uh, let's get into all of those real quick. Uh, He's got a four-seamer, which goes 93.2 on average. He throws it 47.2% of the time, so that's his most used pitch, and he throws it to both lefties and righties. So nothing much to write home about. He's got a fastball is basically all that means. And it's, you know, low to mid nineties. So it's not super hard. So that's a plus. Uh, and then he's got a cutter, which is 86.1. And he throws that one 18.6% of the time. And that is the second most used pitch, but he throws that one mostly to right-handed batters. Uh, so, you know, you got, that's kind of what he's throwing to righties, but he also has a slider, which that'll be fun. Cause, uh, as I've said before, the A's have some trouble with breaking pitches and, uh, sliders are, you know, kind of, the number one culprit right there for giving uh, A's fans heartache right now. But uh, the, his slider is 79.4 on average. He throws it 15.9% of the time and he throws it only to righties. I think he's throwing like one to a lefty and that's it. So uh, those are the three main pitches that you'll be seeing if you're a right-handed batter with the Oakland A's on Thursday. But uh, if you're a lefty then he's also got a changeup, which is 83.2 miles per hour or, you know, rough, almost actually exactly uh, 10 miles an hour less than his four seam fastball. And he throws that one 11.8% of the time. Then he also has a curveball, and that one is uh, 76.5 you know, miles per hour. He throws it 6.4% of the time, and it's only to lefties. So those are his five pitches. Uh, mostly it's four-seam change-up curveball to lefties, and then four-seam cutter slider to righties. Uh, he's going probably uh, just getting that inside corner against righties or running the hell out of that slider away from them. So uh, I assume that that's the plan of attack and then fastballs up. Uh, I assume that that's how he throws. We'll find out on Thursday afternoon, but, and then uh, with the lefties, you got change ball or change up curveball and a four seam. That's not terrible. And so without saying anything else about Luis Garcia, I'm picking Matt Olson. I think that he's, he can handle this. Uh, he's, he doesn't have to he, throw him a changeup, and I think that he's going to crush the crab out of it. Uh, so quote me on that. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully the A's don't get no hit because there is uh, a lot of no hitters going around currently. But I think that if Bob Melvin stacks the lineup with lefties, I think that they have a better chance against him. Not only, you know, righty-lefty matchup, but also uh, four-seam changeup curveball. That's not, you know, a terrible pitch mix. There's not a, a huge amount of movement. It's mostly changing speeds, and you can guess right on speeds. Uh, movement is harder to barrel up, I think. But if you're guessing on, you know, f- you know heater or changeup, you can you can guess right. Or you might even get a hanging curveball. So uh, give me Tony Kemp. Give me Luis Barrera. Give me Matt Olson. Give me all of the lefties that you can put in, give me Seth Brown for sure. He's going to definitely crush one too. <laughs> Just making wild declarations here, uh, probably because they're playing the Astros. But uh, yeah, I, I think that lefties should be in a little bit better situation uh, in, in this game. But I got a couple of other things that I want to tell you guys about Luis Garcia, not just the pitch mix. That's not what I'm excited about. What I'm excited about is that his barrels per batted ball is actually worse. He's giving up more barrels per batted ball than Ramin Goudouin, who is in the absolute bottom barrel of the A's bullpen. 
he's been giving up more barrels than Ramin Goudouan. And so uh, that's something. And also I talked about this on yesterday's podcast with the, uh, the water cooler Wednesday and my whole thing with uh, Jesus Luzardo. And this is uh, this relates to that. And that's that uh, Luis Garcia has a 94 mile per hour exit velocity on his flies and liners, which is almost a hard hit ball on average on fly balls and liners. So obviously uh, there's some other things that you got to incorporate there like strikeouts. So uh, if you're not yeah, hitting the ball, then you can't get those barrels per batted ball. So that's bad. But also you can't uh, you know hit it 94 miles an hour. But if you're not hitting it on the ground against Luis Garcia, there's a good chance you're hitting it fairly hard. So he's easy to barrel up comparatively. And, uh, also you can hit the snot out of the ball. So, uh, that's what I'm looking for. That's why I'm excited about this game. I know that he only has a 334 ERA, but, uh, you, you get some professional bats against this guy. I think that you're going to be okay. Uh, work that pitch count, get into good pitching or, you know, hitting situations and, uh, let your bat do the talking you guys. But uh, a couple of things that are a little bit worrisome. If you are a right-handed batter, because this is uh, cutter and slider specific. And that is that his cutter has a whiff percentage of 55.4 this season, which is, uh, really, really high. So, uh, whether that's his get ahead pitch, you know, his, his OO pitch or not, I'm not positive. And it is his second highest put away pitch. His highest put away pitch is that slider, which has a whip percentage of 44.1. And it is his main put away pitch at 31.3%. So, uh, yeah, lots to be worried about if you're a righty, but he doesn't have those same stats against lefties. So by the numbers, I am not terribly worried about this matchup, but uh, as a fan that has watched so many A's and Astros games over the last year, um, he's an Astros pitcher and they always know what they're doing. So uh, there's there's a battle going on within me, but I'm trying to be optimistic. And I think that the A's, uh, you know, hopefully they have a good approach against this guy. We, we will find out. Uh, I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe we're, we already found out. Tell me how I did with my predictions. But uh, I think that Matt Olson's, uh, he, he's good for one today is, is my guess. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Chapman, lay off the slider. It's probably not going to be a strike. That's my guess. That's just my guess. But uh uh, that's all I got for you guys on Luis Garcia. Uh, I'm optimistic, but I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, coming up on the program, I am talking about Jonah Bride, who is just crushing the ball right now in double A Midland. So let's talk about him. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA. Now the the Warriors have a new matchup that you can place money on because uh, the refs, I think, kind of had a fix on that one. Just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that LeBron flopped and got whatever he wanted in that game. It was ridiculous. What a stupid game that was. Uh, but go Warriors. <laughs> also, the NHL playoffs are in full swing. Uh, I don't know if you can bet on how many fights the uh, the Capitals and Bruins were, will get into, but uh, that's <laughs> I take the over on that one. And they also got UFC if you also like betting on fights. So there's all of that stuff for you guys. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to their website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And that's why everybody says that BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review if you can. I always love hearing nice things about the podcast because I do put a lot of effort into it. So I, I always appreciate the five-star reviews that are out there. One stars, you can go uh, kick rocks. <laughs> also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about Jonah Bright. And if you are wondering why we're talking about Jonah Bride, I'm going to tell you that. If you're wondering who Jonah Bride, I'm going to tell you that right now. So Jonah Bride is a 25-year-old. He was drafted in the 23rd round in 2018 out of South Carolina at number 683 overall. Uh, None of that's usually terribly exciting, um, but you know, why not? If you're into guys that he was playing ball with in 2017, the year before he was drafted, you got uh, Taylor Widener. He's currently with the Diamondbacks. He's been pitching pretty decently. Uh, You got Clark Schmidt. He's a a top prospect for the Yankees. He's pitched in a few games. He was teammates with him too. You also got Will Crow, who was traded uh, for Josh Bell. He's in Pittsburgh now. He was drafted by the Nationals. He's in Pittsburgh now. So you got three guys that maybe if you're playing fantasy baseball or you pay attention to baseball uh, a decent amount you know these three names Jonah Bride knows those guys so that's why we're talking that's not why we're talking about Jonah Bride we're talking about Jonah Bride because this dude has been balling out and nobody is talking about it so I wanted to talk about it for him uh, he had been playing first and third base in uh, 2019 with Stockton but now he is just playing first base and my guess is because the A's have uh, three top ranked defensive shortstops uh, and, you know, Jeremy Ironman. And then you got Logan Davidson and Nick Allen. They got three of those guys and they're basically just playing second, short and third. So uh, third base is off the table for Jonah Bryden. So he is playing first base primarily. That's all that he's doing right now. But uh, he is also currently the best hitter in double A in the double A central or the Texas league, whatever you want to call it. It's now the double A central. We'll just go with that, whatever. And uh, this is by WRC plus, which is, kind of how I rank everything just because uh, it's adjusted by league and you know, all the, all those things. So it's just even across the board and he is num- uh, number one in the double A central in his league with a 242 WRC plus that is 142% above league average. So uh, yeah, he's been, he's been really good. And I know that I always talk about small sample size and all that stuff. He's played in 10 games, so I'm not trying to blow it super out of proportion, but he has been a monster at the plate and uh, he is, I mean, he's the number one guy in the central division or central league, but uh, in all of double a, he's the fifth best hitter in all of double a. So, uh, He's doing okay, guys. And if you're wondering what his stats are through these 10 games that have vaulted him to this status and gotten him onto the illustrious Locked On A's podcast, uh, he's batting 344. He has a 500 on base percentage. He has four home runs, nine runs scored, nine RBI. That's a, a home run every two games almost. Uh, and then you got, you know, almost a run and a, an RBI every single game. So, yeah, he's doing pretty, pretty good. And I know that. A lot of people are going to be like, well, is this sustainable? It's only 10 games. How, how could he possibly be doing this? And judging just by the numbers, uh, I, I do want to get him on the podcast. I'm going to reach out to him after I post this and be like, hey, Jonah, I talked about you. Can I ask you some questions? And then he's going to be like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And so uh, hopefully we get him on the podcast soon. But uh, the big difference right now is definitely his walk rate. Uh, in 2019, he walked 9.4% of the time this season in 10 games. I know in 10 games, he's walked 21.4% of the time. And 
I mean, how many walks is that? That is nine walks and 42 plate appearances. That doesn't just happen. That is an approach that he is working on right now. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing right now. Uh, and then also his K rate is, you know, right around where it was before. It's a little bit lower. So that's that's a plus, obviously. Uh, it was at 20.8 in 2019. It is currently at 19%. So a little bit lower. Uh, you like to see that, obviously. And if you're wondering if it's sustainable, I mean, maybe not the batting 344 or the 500 batting average or uh, 500 on base percentage, but his BABIP, which is, I'm only going on numbers here. His BABIP is 350, which isn't, you know, too crazy. If you think about it, he had a 342 BABIP over you know, the entirety of the 2019 season. So he's played around with this kind of BABIP level before his, uh, his batting average that year was like 270, 280, somewhere in there. But uh, he's, he's done this before you guys. I think that he's kind of just at, at the peak of what he can do. Obviously there, there will be bad games eventually. Uh, I mean, hopefully not, but you know, that's just how baseball is. Uh, if you, if you, uh, only fail seven times out of 10, you're a hall of famer. So, uh, that that's kind of where I'm going with that logic. But the other thing that I want to point out right now, I mentioned that there are five guys in all of double a that are better hitters, quote unquote, than him. Uh, according to WRC plus his is at 242, Uh, and the, the, Three of the four guys that are ahead of him, they're Babips, which I think that his is, you know, relatively sustainable. It might go to like 330, but it's it's not like it's, you know, crazy high right now. And that's why he's getting all these home runs and runs at it and all that stuff. Uh, the th- three of the four guys ahead of him have Babips of 455, 542, and 654. Those are not sustainable. 350. He's looking just fine right now. He might end up being one of the better hitters in all of double A by the end of the season. And I'm very excited to, you know, keep following him. He did not play on Wednesday, so I didn't get to, which actually I know that he probably didn't enjoy this, but it helped me because his stats did not change. And I still got to talk about all the things that I've been wanting to talk about all week. So that was nice for me. Uh, and also Kyle McCann was playing first base instead of catching because Colin Thoreau was at the catcher and uh, Kyle McCann also plays first base. So Jonah Bride gets some days off every now and then. And that's how that works. But uh, Jonah... He's, he's been, he's been hitting the crap out of the ball. And I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention because, uh, you don't get to, you know, being one of the best hitters in double a, even under over a short period of time by doing nothing, he's been working his butt off and I want to find out what he's been doing. So Jonah hit me up and, uh, you know, come on the show. Tell me what you've been doing, man. Um, but yeah, that is all that I got for you guys today. But if you still want to hear some more sports talk, you can listen to the Locked On Today podcast. And uh, the the copy that they gave me is Steph Curry wasn't enough for the Warriors against the Lakers. That's BS. He was fantastic. It was not his fault. It was uh, the referee's fault. And that's what I'm going with. Bring me back on, Peter. I'll talk about the Warriors. I got this. Wes Goldberg can... uh... He can sit this one out. I'll talk about the refs from this game. But uh, you can get more of the sports news you need in the last time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So that is it for me today, you guys. Hopefully, I got Jonah Bride coming up for you guys next week. We will see. (laughs) I will definitely be reaching out to him, though. Um, But yeah, that is all for me today. Let's get a win from Luis Garcia and the Astros on Thursday. I'm very excited about that. Let's stay in first place, you guys. Um, But tomorrow's show, I'm going to be talking about the, the Angels series and also recapping what happened with the uh, A's and Astros on Thursday. So that's what we got coming up for you guys tomorrow. But uh, until then, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.